Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Today, we have a great guest, and I've interviewed him many times before. We're talking about nonprofit consumer advocacy. We're talking about finances, how we can stay on top of things, how we can get the help when we need it by a true advocate. My guest is Bruce Bogoslav, and he is the executive director of HSI Trust, Home Savers Limited, a national nonprofit consumer advocacy organization. They've been featured on Chris Cromo's Bringing America Back segment on World News Tonight, and they've also been on ABC's News Nightline and Nightline in Primetime. And they've really done a lot of work with helping people save their homes, understand credit card debt, student debt, mortgages, and that's what Bruce is going to talk about today. So welcome, Bruce. Hi, Patricia. How are you? Good, good. Great to have you on. Tell us, um, tell us really what you do. I know you work with mortgage companies, you work with financial institutions, uh, you work with business and real estate professionals. You have helped hundreds and thousands of people navigate the system for themselves and for others. So give us sort of a broad brush of the bulk of what you do. You, you basically described it, I mean, in a short, is we help unravel uh, the complicated financial world for people and bring it down to, um, to action, actionable, to use a buzzword, um, steps, um, most some of which we will take once we walk through with folks simply because we have the contacts and speak the language. Other Another part of what we do is helping people understand how to take care of it on their own going forward. So it's, it's really navigate. You have the exact, exact words. It's navigate the financial world. So in other words, let, let's say that somebody was late on a payment or they wanted to close an account. And sometimes what will happen is you'll get all these letters from companies. Oh, we'll handle, we'll consolidate everything. What you do is you teach people how to do it on their own. We teach people, well, we, we look at it, and in certain cases, um, it does make sense. There are nonprofit debt consolidation companies um, that are out there that are, are real and viable, and for certain people in certain situations, that makes sense, and that is something we don't do, uh, but we will do the initial evaluation with them to see if it, it really does make any sense to go there or if these are areas that either we can handle directly or coach them through how to handle it. So, Bruce, are these problems that just happen to people? I mean, is it negligence? Is it poor spending? Or is it just that they didn't understand? Or maybe they started a business and, uh, you know, and, and they're not getting the clients that they had. Or maybe they just couldn't read the fine print with the loan. I mean, what would you say about it, that? I, I would honestly say in 13 years in this business, um, full time and over 30 in the financial world, um, it is 99.9% of the time, it's called life. It's people that are busy, that have other things to do, that either don't read the fine print, don't fully understand it, um, don't really put 
a budget together and, and, and things happen. Unexpected things happen that are hard to project. The number one being the housing crisis. I mean, it, it, for most people's lifetimes, um, homes only appreciate that sometimes at incredible rates, but generally at least at some reasonable rate. I don't think there's many people alive that have ever experienced, you know, on a, on a huge nationwide basis, um, homes depreciating. Um, the other piece that changed was the use of, um, once the, the tax credits for interest rates for cars um, and, and credit card debt and everything went away, the home equity became, tapping the equity in your property became the way folks were able to afford things. And again, nobody out there expected their house, you know, values to go under what they owe. Um, you know, not to mention we have a lot of clients that are two-income families um, that one of the incomes went away or somebody became ill or over time that was fairly regular suddenly disappeared and the bills exploded. Um, so, so, so what you know, you're in, saying in is 99% of cases, yeah. yeah, it's not any, I mean, there, there's, you know, you could always go back and say people should have planned better, they should have done this, but it's rare. I mean, we have had, I can count on one hand, the number of people that contacted us that wanted help, and literally, you know, a couple I can remember that wanted us to help them game the system. We, turn, we listened, so we learned and turned them down. Right. Everybody so, else are, are in situations where they're well aware of it and did nothing absolutely on their own to purposely go into it, but they're finding their way back out has been the hardest part, starting with them being guilty. The guilt factor of not being able to pay everything, which again, most of our client base is used to being able to have no debt, pay their mortgage, right. their rent. Uh, right. pay their credit cards and all of a sudden now they have they have payments and they've never dealt with that before. Yeah. And so what you're saying is in many cases, as you said, life happens. Even in business, you know, people who will have a business and they might put up their own money and they just try to sustain it. So they borrow so they can sustain. And then one day they exactly. can't sustain anymore. Oh absolutely. And I mean our, our client base is a mix of of, you know, salaries and a good portion of if not one spouse, sometimes two, but probably 50% self-employed or small business. And exactly, I mean, the vast majority of folks in those positions aren't big enough, aren't strong enough to get commercial loans, and so they use credit cards. And when business is good, they're able to deal with it. And when things slide a little bit, the eight, sometimes 14, 18, 19, 20-something percent interest becomes the killer. But one thing, you know, that actually I I think a lot of people don't know about is that you can actually call companies yourself, right, and say to them, listen, uh, I'm willing to close my account, but I can't pay this 20%. And many times they'll help you, right? They'll reduce your interest rate and give you a lower penny. You won't be able to use the card, but. Right, but, but, right, you'll be able to afford to pay it off, and that is one of the techniques to avoid bankruptcy or other problems is to, you know, again, relook at, um, you know, some of the stuff we work with folks is quarterly budget, you know, sometimes monthly, depending on it, to relook at where are you now, what does it look like, particularly self-employed, that becomes more of an issue, but even with subsidized salary, it becomes an issue because you can't predict 
it's hard to predict when the transmission in your car goes. Or you go for, we've had this happen a bunch, you go routine physical and find out you have early stage cancer. Um, or some other thing that the, your health plan doesn't cover the prescription and they're 95 to $200 a month. Um, and all the so, variations. So what theme. you're saying is well, it can happen to just about anybody. I mean, yeah, unless, you're, unless you're a yeah. multimillionaire, but then it can happen there too, can't it? <laughs> yeah. And we, we, our client base income range runs from probably 40000 45000 up to $400,000. And the issues are the same. So what would you suggest to people if, if they need help? Now, I know, um, what would you suggest to people? You say budget or just, um, you know, try to be proactive? Well, one, the first thing is to try not to do the ostrich scenario where you think everything, stick in a bag and ignore it and pretend it's going to disappear on its own. You know, one proactive is just budgeting. Everybody handles that differently. But there's different techniques and gauges that can be used to tell you what's going, what's going on. And then once if faced with a problem, um, what we recommend is address it. You know, be that, reach out to somebody like us, you know, sit down, work through it. Don't, the, the hardest thing we find, especially when it comes to larger issues like mortgage issues or student loan debt or other business debt, is guilt, is a combination of well, it'll just correct itself if I don't do anything. Miracles are going to happen. Or getting cut, cut the cycle of, his, of I should have put a woulda and, you know, just beating yourself up for things that you can't change. It, it's a combination of, you know, like any psychological, first you got to recognize the problem. Once you recognize the problem, you take the steps to solve the problem or resolve the issue. Right, and right. in most cases, there, there is a resolution. It may not be, it may require, you know, giving up some things. It may require some juggling. But the earlier it's caught, this, you know, and this sounds right, the earlier it's caught, the easier it is to get through. Okay. Not, not that it's easy, but easier. Yes, yes. Bruce, talk about how you help homeowners who may not have read the fine print and now all of a sudden their mortgage explodes into something that they didn't expect. Um, again, same thing. The first step is is usually to calm them down and, you know, walk it through that they, you know, are not horrible people. They didn't do something awful. Yes, they should have been more careful, but... You know, they weren't, and they either trusted, they trusted people, trusted professionals in a lot of cases, people of trusted attorneys, mortgage brokers, real estate agents, people that you would think, or most people think would know better or would be looking out for their, their own interests. Sometimes it's family members, which is really the tricky one. And so the first step is just really to help folks through, okay, you know, either and read it, get copies of it and, and, and read it and find out in some cases it's not as bad as they think or in other cases it actually really is or potentially even worse. But now figure out how to get through it and not be paralyzed. And that takes many forms depending on, the, you know, their income, the situation, um, the type of mortgage. But, but in, you know, in a very general, it's first, un- again, first understand what is the situation? What's causing the situation? Is it 
as extreme as it looks. Is it negotiable? Um, what are the possible resolutions? Yeah, yeah, very, very important. Um, so, Bruce, when you work with a client, particularly with the mortgage, do you try to find them another mortgage? Or do you try to work with the bank, with the mortgage they have that's existing? How do you work with them? Again, it's a, it's a depends kind of answer. But beyond that, I mean, it's just to add to the previous and with this, what we also do is try to debunk urban myths. And some of the stuff that's out there is, well, if you miss a single payment, you have to move out because they're going to take your house. No, that's not true. If you get a foreclosure notice, you have to pack up and go because the next thing to coming is the sheriff. Oh, that's not true. Um, one of the other ones is out there. If you get certified letter and you don't pick it up, it somehow doesn't exist. No, that's not true either. Um, there's a whole raft of them. So it's getting through that part. The next part is, again, to understand their situation. If, if the situation is temporary, that they've been laid off, they're on the, you know, now they have a new job, or their overtime was cut for a period of time and now it's back and their income's coming back, that's a different scenario than, you know, an extreme case where a spouse dies and the income is gone or, 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 or catastrophic like that. So there's a wide range. Um, it also, beyond the individual, um, depends on the type of mortgage that they have. And, you know, you'll hear me, you know this with me, there's very rarely a bank involved. Uh, the vast majority of mortgages now are investor, they're securitized, the whole raft of buzzwords, but it's rare that it's directly from a lending institution, which, which means a savings, a real savings bank or a credit union, those are different. But, you know, 98, 99% are not. And so it depends as much, and even, even if it were a lending institution, um, it depends on the mortgage, who's in control of it, is, you know, so there's two sides. It's, it's the individual's uh, current status, their income, how long they've been in the house, um, you know, factors like that. And conversely, the other side, you know, in most cases, who's the mortgage servicer? Who's the investor? What are their metrics? Um, because one of the other issues here that's perverse is a mortgage servicer gets paid more if a loan is in default than if it's not. I see. So this, these are the kinds of things that you, as an advocate, you're working on behalf of the consumer, so you can deal with the bank almost in a way like a lawyer. Is that correct? In, in a different way. Um, lawyers, in most cases in this space, are dealing with legal aspects um, you know, of the contracts, other pieces, and we can highlight that, and then we work with various attorneys, we're dealing with the nuts and bolts of how the financing operates and the negotiations. So, for example, like I was saying before, the servicers get paid more if, and their job is simply to collect. People think that the, whoever sends them the bill is who they owe the money to, and that is not correct. Um, the servicers there to front the investor, the servicer collects things and then disperses it. So there's very different metrics depending on the servicer. That's where we come in. That combination, my experience, you know, previous background, 13 years of doing this, we see a mortgage that's serviced by, you know, servicer XYZ, 
we already know and the type underneath, we generally can tell somebody, yes, this is something you can modify. It'll take around this amount of time. Here's how they work. Versus if we see servicer, you know, DCD and investor XYZ, and we know that's a more difficult path the way they're set up. So that's the parts that we, we're, we're dealing in the, in the, you know, nuts and bolts of how these operate. Bruce, what would you say to consumers before they do a mortgage that might help to um, avert this issue? Go to a credit union or a savings bank. Seriously. You know, unless there's a wild disparity, and, and there are in some areas um, of the country, you know, if you less flip, the interest rate gap is large, and savings banks and credit unions are more limited by regulatory and what they can offer um, in terms of, of loans, any type of loans, particularly mortgages. But, you know, what we've seen, you know, again, personally and professionally over the last 20-something years, um, you're safer. You know, a credit union and a savings bank cannot go out and sell things. They can't do some of the stuff that goes on in the non, you know, bank, non lending institution world. So from pure, you know, safety, if folks are looking for safety and clarity and being able to look somebody in the eye and be in the community, that is the best bet you can take. After that, you want to really look into, if you're going with a mortgage broker or anything other than a lending institution, look into the track record of the broker, of, you know, where they're placing it. Um, this is readily available information. You just have to know where to look, and, and we help folks with that. Um, you have every right to ask what commission the broker's getting, um, how, like insurance brokers. Um, sometimes, more and more, they have to divulge it, but what was what is dangerous is a lot of the mortgage brokers basically you know, get different payment and different commissions depending on the loan, and they don't have a, what's called the fiduciary responsibility meaning their interest is if you qualify for four different loans and their commission is higher on something that is a little sketchy, they can place you there and there's, no, there's nothing you can do if you haven't asked in advance. So it's, it's be careful and ask the questions that, you know, most people just in their gut know to ask, but then hold off because they think they can't. They can't. Okay. You absolutely can. And if somebody won't answer you, Go to someone else. Okay. All right. All right. We've got a couple of minutes until we go to a break. So, Bruce, uh, how do you work with people? Do you work with people all over the country? We work, yeah. We work nationally. Um, we have had clients in 42, 43 states now. Not at all at the same time, but you know, over various times, including Hawaii, which is still my favorite. But that's a different story. Um, but, yeah, we, we work primarily... Um, really primarily over the phone and email and, you know, video if we need to. We do have, we always invite our clients to come see us. We try to see them. But, yeah, we work all over. And how can people find you? Best way to find us is our website. It's www.hsitrust.org. Or they can certainly call us at our office at 508-304-9992. Or just email me direct. It's Bruce at HSITrust.org. Okay. And again, you work with, we're going to come back after the break, but you work with student loan debt, credit card debt, 
mortgages or anybody who just needs some support, correct, in terms yep. of, you know, if they feel as though they're starting to lose control. Exactly. Yeah, we, we do not sell anything. We don't represent anybody else. We solely work with consumers. Um, that's it. And on any any financial related, which typically is the list you just have. Right. And as you said, that you can do so much to be aware, but sometimes things happen. You know, it's, and, yeah, um, we, we also work, we also, to your point, work with a network of attorneys, um, real estate agents, whatever other professionals that we need. Um, effectively, we're the, if you use the medical analogy, we're the primary care of the triage organization. I see. Yeah, that's great. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Bruce Bogoslav. He is the executive director uh, of HSI Trust Home Savers. And they basically are a consumer advocate to help you stay in your home, handle credit card debt, student debt, get yourself back on your feet, and uh, uh, prevent some things as well so that you can, um, you can stay on course. All right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. We all know that today our country is in many ways run by vested interests, which have accumulated large amounts of power for themselves and at our expense. But this can be changed by recognizing the problems and then by adopting libertarian solutions to address them. Tune into All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. Judge Gray and his guests will discuss the problem areas of today and then present solutions that result in a better world for ourselves and and our children. Tune in Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone. We are back. I'm Patricia Raskin, and you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Today, we're talking to Bruce Bogoslov, and he is the executive director of HSI Trust Home Savers, and they are a consumer advocacy agency. They help consumers, whether you have credit card debt or student loans or you have mortgage issues, uh, you've gotten behind in your mortgage, or all of a sudden your mortgage has blown up because there's a new, uh, there's a new owner of the mortgage that you didn't know was happening, a new national company has come along. This is what they do. And um, Bruce is very skilled. He's been doing it for many years. They've uh, worked with Chris Cromo on ABC and on Nightline, and they've got national exposure for the work they've done to really help people. Welcome back, Bruce. Hi, Patricia. Thank you. All right. Good. So tell us a story. Tell us a story of somebody that you helped that was really in a tough spot. Maybe two different kinds of stories. Maybe one on homes uh-huh. and maybe one on student debt or credit card debt. Go ahead. Okay. Let's start with uh, mortgage. We had a, a situation with a gentleman who is um, the finance manager at um, a large car dealership and had gotten had had an adjustable rate mortgage that he didn't realize the adjustment. And then also there was a classic where it was sold and the escrow payments went up, which coincided with a downturn in the auto industry. At that Mm -hmm. point, he was struggling to make ends meet. This is a little older, but but pretty good example. Um, Struggling to ends meet, got the urban myth, horrible advice that if you fall one payment behind, you should just leave the house and let them take it, which he did. He moved, um, took a job in another state, um, was at least got uh, completely horrible. Um, in the interim, did rent the property out um, for significantly less than it should have been um, and 
saved the money but didn't pay. Um, what occurred was when he, when he got to us through referral, the loan had been transferred three or four more times during that period. Um, mm-hmm. There were tons of issues with documentation. And in fact, by the time he got to us, he was close to a year behind, but the company hadn't oh, even started foreclosure, hadn't oh, done anything because, because of the dip, fairly typical messes. Um, we advised him to move back into the property, which is what he really wanted to do, and then worked with him and the, land, the servicer that finally landed with um, as his income came back to get a pretty reasonable loan modification. And I am proud to say seven years later, he is completely current, is on wow. his way to paying his house off, and is a very happy person. Isn't that amazing? Bruce, let's talk about that other side of it, the emotional side. How do you help your clients deal with the shame and the fear and and all of that that you go through? The fear of bankruptcy, the fear of being a bad person, the fear of not being responsible, and also the fear of not being able to have what you've always had. How do you help people there? Yeah, that's that's the biggest part of what they do. And part of my background is, is in counseling. Um, and it comes in tremendously handling here, handy here, that that's the largest hurdle. In, in that particular case, it was getting over the fact that he had looked, you know, the house was gone in his mind. So as in some ways absurd as it sounds now, he was afraid to go back. Well, logically understood that he was risking that the house would be considered abandoned and he would lose it. And that he really wanted it, but also that fear, if I go back, am I going to face worse? Um, and what's going to happen? So it's really a step-by-step process, understanding the personality, the person, what we call sleep factor. And everybody's different on the level of tolerance that they can take. In that particular case, what, what sort of took it over the edge is he had his father, um, who's a piece of work, come interview me and literally grill me. And when his father said, this is a good guy, that did it for him. Mm-hmm. We've had other people have family members. We've had other people um, kind of, name, you name it, walk through steps. In some cases, in one of my cases, we had a person who was packing. And what we were able to do to get some things down is she unpacked the box a week. And as we went through it, it called, that was her technique to deal with it. So it really is very individualized and we try our best to, you know, understand where people are coming to. Uh, what we call our, you know, our, our first free consultation um, is really about two things. It's understanding as much as we can, and we have folks submit, in, you know, in advance sometimes, the objective, meaning whatever the financial is, issue is, be it, you know, a car loan, a mortgage, a student loan, and the bigger part of it is them. You know, how are they looking at things? What is going on? How much are they blaming themselves? Um, How much is a family member blaming them? Um, We wind up doing a lot of family counseling. um, And, you know, divorce prevention is a piece. Um, Also, unfortunately, we also do negotiations um, in divorce, sometimes working with, you know, other counselors, sometimes, you know, in difficult scenarios. But easily, you know, the point you're making is the biggest, is extremely large part of what we do, not only initially throughout these, because some of these situations take um, anywhere from, 
a minimum of six to nine months to, in most cases, a couple of years, and in some extreme cases, five, six, seven years. Yeah. 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 Do you help people avoid bankruptcy at all costs, or do you think sometimes bankruptcy is the right thing to do? We, we help we help people understand options and okay. and understand where they're at and be as realistic as we can. We don't, we work with, um, as you know, a network of bankruptcy attorneys um, that our criteria and theirs is bankruptcy is a last resort. And right. so we attempt in every way um, to, unless, I mean, we've had cases where it's been very clear from the beginning that it's just not, not going to work, that, that, it, that it's so severe, um, or there's so many other factors that, that bankruptcy is the way to go. Those are unusual. So we, I don't know if the word avoidance is, is correct, but we try to be, lay out all options and figure out what's the best path for those folks. And everybody's different. In some cases, people... You know, we don't advocate to go directly to bankruptcy. And like I said, the attorneys we work with will, will look at that too. But for some people, that is the right path. For other folks, it's not. So if we can avoid it, we do. Right. I want to ask you something along those lines uh, in terms of payments. Do you feel that it's better for someone to try to deal with the institution or the credit card company or whatever it is directly than, than going to collections. Wouldn't that be the best way to go to try to, even in, if in most, you pay a little yeah. bit? In most cases, that's true. Again, it comes down to the individual situation, their ability to manage their, their income, their tolerance. Um, again, it's not a cookie cutter but, yeah, as, as a general statement, and in most cases, yes, absolutely. Or or when it comes to, like, student loans or certain types of credit, um, we'll work with them. We'll work with the folks, and we'll be the conduit to handle the negotiations. So, Yeah, because you find that uh, some people are too emotional to handle it on their own, or they don't have the knowledge base, or both. Or, or both, yeah, or combinations of both, and... It is a frustrating space um, that anybody who's listening has ever dealt with knows. Um, unfortunately, kids, especially in the mortgage side with servicers, consumers are not their client. Their client's the investor. And so we have seen, and again, it varies by servicer, but pretty much as a general rule, the mortgage payer is treated horribly. Customer service doesn't exist. Uh, or exist in a very frustrating way. This is also true with student loans. It's also, in, in a lot of cases, with credit card, lines of credit, other, other you know, debt instruments. Um, it is a very frustrating space uh, with folks on the other side that have 30 seconds to get you off, or incentive to get you off the phone rather than resolve the problem. You know, in our case, we are dealing with a totally different level. Uh, we do not go to the customer service lines. We are going to dedicated folks. Um, we speak the language and language is a huge piece here um, that is very frustrating for the average person um, because the terminology it might as well be in, you know, in a foreign language in some cases. Yeah. Understood. Not, so... not to mention, not to mention a really important one, is these customer service lines are you know, sometimes designed to keep you on hold 
for extraordinary long periods of time, and people have lives, and it gets, by the time somebody answers, you know, the calmest person on earth is ready to chew somebody's head off, which doesn't, doesn't work to your advantage. Yeah. So it's, um, it's learning the language, but I think, as you said, it's once you can get the emotions in check, right, then it's coming up yeah. with a plan. It's coming right. up with a plan. Right, that is the plan. I have found in my life when I've been through hard times that, yeah, the emotions are tough. I'm not going to say they're not. But if I have a plan and if I can follow it, that does make a big difference. Right. Well, and if you, underst- if you understand what is going on, a big chunk right. of this is people beat themselves up because they are in a different field. They are trying to read 30-something page, you know, terms and conditions that are in, you know, financial language that they've never heard or don't understand it or the statements are, you know, just not clear. They don't sound logical or, or sane and they're treated. And it's not really explained to them. Um, they're just treated as an annoyance, um, and it becomes extraordinarily frustrating. Um, and, and the emotional part, you know, people, the the service, the servicer industry, the customer service industry, and anything financial, especially in debt, is trained to listen to the voice, um, and they can tell when somebody's emotional. They get they have coding. It's called coding, where they send you on to other people. Um, their job is to collect by whatever legal means necessary, and sometimes they go outside of that. Although, although, I hear you, but I do think there are, because I have in the past, you know, dealt with credit card companies on my own, and sometimes they're very, very helpful. And I think they are because they don't want you to go to collections because then they get less. They'd rather deal with you directly. So if they can come up with a payment plan with you, at least they know they're getting the money. Well, and that's the key is to understand for which there's different credit card issuers that because of how they're paid, how they pay stuff, their experience, their accountability will be much more willing to work with you than others that are really not the direct lender and they're there just to collect the fee no matter what. And that is... That is a huge part of this space, that you could have two people with the exact same, you know, credit line with two different credit card companies. One is treated wonderfully and the other is treated horribly. And it has nothing to do with the person. It has to do with who issued the card and how they're measured. Same with mortgages. It's really across the board. That is the trickiest part to understand. And so you, you have to try to work with that the best way that you can, or then you come to someone like yourself and get some help. But it's, right? Yeah, and it's also understanding for most people, like you said, Patricia, and I agree completely, once you get past the emotion part, the majority of folks, you know, assuming they've got reasonable income, they know how to plan, they understand this, and most people can do that, can handle, you know, at least parts of it, if not all of it, on their own with some support. There's certain areas, though, mortgages are trickier, Certain types of credit get trickier, and then the overall situation. So it's also a part of know yourself like anything else. Know what your tolerance level is. And in some cases, it's trying. There's almost, I don't want to say there's no damage you can do, but there's little. You can, you know, 
try try something. If it doesn't work, then you can seek out folks like ourselves or try a different approach. But it, it's really like anything else, stepping back yep. and kind of looking in the mirror and saying, yep. okay, I can handle a 45-minute call or I, I know I'm going to lose it in 10 minutes no matter what. Yeah. You know, something that's helped me, and it's such a simple thing, and I figured it out myself when I was going through some of this in my own life, is I would put all of my bills, right, everything I owed, on my calendar, actually on my calendar on my phone. So when yeah. I'd, each yeah. day I would see, okay, 200 to this. And so I could look ahead and then say, okay, well, now by next Friday, because this is happening and this is happening, I found that so helpful, Bruce. Yeah, that's that's one technique. Um, you know, there's different ones where you use uh, a lot of credit unions. A bank has bill pay services where you can set up things in advance so you can see it effectively, exactly what you're talking about, printed out. Anything that gives you a view to what you need to do can be intimidating and scary, but also keeps you grounded in reality. But, the worst case that I've seen is that people, like I said, the, we call the ostrich syndrome, where they take all their bills um, and stick them in a, in a bag or a box or something and ignore them as if they're going to go away, and they're, they're just not. So exactly. exactly. Whatever works, there's tons of techniques, but, you know, at the end, you know, it, it's about keeping it in front of you and also mm-hmm. understanding your income. You know, it's, right. it's not terribly hard. It's, it's like any habit. If you, if you look at it as... You know, the same thing as exercising every day or whatever it is and get in that. It's workable. Right. But it also can be intimidating because, you know, as you know, and everybody says to this, you look up and see, I've got $900 worth of bills and i got $400. What do I do? But... That's where you can help, too. You can help them with the emotion, and you can help them spread it out and call creditors. And also, you help with student loans, too. So I want to encourage people, if you have student loan issues, credit card issues, mortgage issues, and you feel like you're getting underwater, um, really contact Bruce. They have a wonderful national reputation, and they're there for the advocate. They're there to advocate for you. Bruce, how can people find you? Um, they can find us at our website, which is www.hsitrust.org. Um, they can call our office, uh, which is 508-304-9992. Or if they want, they can just email me direct. It's Bruce, B-R-U-C-E. Bruce, thank you so much for being on the program. It was really enlightening. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources, and like me there. Or you can email me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list, and you'll get to see all the wonderful guests that we have each month. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.